This this is the Impressions Exchange Podcast. Impressions Exchange Podcast. Where all topics impacting the graphic imaging and printing industry are addressed via in-depth news coverage, analysis, and timely interviews. Hi, I'm Denise Gustafson, Editorial Director for Printing United Alliance and the guest host for this special Printing Impressions podcast series in celebration of Women's History Month, highlighting the women in the printing industry. During this series, I'll have the opportunity to talk with women from all segments of the industry about their experiences and their journey as a woman in the printing industry. So today, it's my pleasure to welcome Sabrina Davis. She's the owner of Port City Signs and Graphics in Wilmington, North Carolina. So Sabrina, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So kind of to get us kicked off and get us started, can you tell me a little bit about the work that you do and um, a little bit about Port City Sign and Graphics? Well, we are a wide format printing and sign company. We've been around since 1948. So we like to say that we're the oldest sign company in southeastern North Carolina. But as far as printing goes, we print probably 80% of what we produce because as a commercial sign company, we're producing everything from vehicle wraps to wall murals to even electrical signs outside that we use the prints on the face of those electrical signs. So we have a wide variety of things that we do here. Very, very cool. So how did you get started in printing? It's kind of a crazy um, path that I took, and I'll try to like keep it as short as possible, but I started in journalism, so Mm -hmm. I was a journalism graduate, and started in broadcast journalism, so I started in radio, and I moved into television, and I really had a lot of neat adventures and enjoyed that, but after I got married, I started to realize I thought I did want to have a family, and a lot of my friends in journalism were taking off to far places. And I had been to some far places and really wanted to settle down. So I went back to school, did graduate work in graphic design and public relations, and then started working on my own. And then I kind of came to printing by going to print companies for products for my clients and recognizing how interesting it was to try to, all the factors that went into producing a good print. And I remember I came home one day and told my husband, I was like, maybe I want to be in the printing business. I think that's where I really want to be. So I bought an existing vinyl sign shop for its reputation and customer base and then brought printing into it. So that's how I got here. Very cool. So what did your husband say when you came home and said, I want to be in printing? I think he thought it was, he, I worked from home predominantly and we by then had two small children and one on the way, or maybe three small children. It was like all in that. It all happened a little fast. Like Mm -hmm. I ended up buying the business when my third child was one, which wasn't really by plan, but I think he knew I needed to get out of the house because I'm definitely a working spirit. And Mm -hmm. he probably was like, yeah, that sounds great. And interestingly enough, he is the one who, he's the reason I'm here doing this in the sense that it's a sign business because we bought the sign company that he used to put the graphics on his box trucks and his company. He's in the event rental business, parties, party suppliers and rentals. And so weddings and big events. Mm -hmm. And so I knew a little bit about it from working with them, sending them some branding elements and all of that. But he came home one day and said, Hey, maybe you might like to buy Port City Signs. And I was like, I don't know about that. And he's like, let's go pay them a visit. Well, he had said to the prior owner of Port City Signs, who was the second owner, 
hey, if you ever want to sell this business, my wife might want to buy it. Did not tell me that. And then <laughs> like he thought it'll be about three years before he's ready to retire. Well, it was really three months. And wow. so that's hence the reason the child was not quite one when all of this was going down the third child. So we had three kids under the age of four or five and it was Ooh. crazy. Crazy town. Yeah, <laughs> So three kids under the age of four, and then you're starting a new business for it you, was, especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, at least there's a book of business. There's there's some existing clients. You're not starting from scratch, but for you, it's all new. Right. And so I would I do give a lot of credit to my husband for recognizing that he thought I was capable of pulling this off. <laughs> And it has been quite an adventure. And interestingly enough, it was in 2007, rolling into 2008, which everyone knows that was when the economy really tanked. Mm-hmm. And at the time I would I was thinking, oh, this is not a great time to start a business. But looking back, I think it really was because we were able to make some modifications that needed to be made, some staffing changes that needed to subtly be made without the pressure of, you know, it was just a wave of business, you know, flowing in. So I think blessing in disguise. To say the least. And that is probably one of the most unique stories for how someone got into the industry (laughs) that I've heard so far. And that's a real, to me, it's just amazing um, that that happened that way. Well, I feel blessed now, but it, it definitely was a roller coaster at times. Oh, I can, I can only imagine. So basically you kind of blame your husband yeah. for being one of the, I was, I'm actually going to be nice. I'm going to compliment for being one of the biggest influences as to why you went into printing. Absolutely. I mean, he really, he owns his own business, of course, mm-hmm. but he has a lot of vision where I'm more of the detail person. So I figure out how to get things done, which yeah. definitely works well in the printing industry but he has vision. He always, you know, sees well beyond if you say you don't see the what the forest for the trees or whatever. He's always got the big bird's eye view and I'm more like down on the ground. That's sort of our personalities. So So has he been able to help you get the big picture? At times. I mean, we we definitely consult on business and mm-hmm. we actually are um, building yet another new business kind of that marries these two organizations because our two staffs work well together and we mm-hmm. lean on each other when we need to. Um, but we don't like he's not in this business and I'm not in his business either. Yeah. So but we definitely provided support and I, we we could not have done any of this, his business or mine, without truly supporting one another. And he supports me so much by the late nights that you have to put in sometimes as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And we've got three kids and making sure that they are getting the attention that they need or needed along the way. Of course, they're they're older now, 21, 18, and 16. So it's a whole it, lot easier now, I would imagine. In many ways. I mean, you know how parenting is, I'm sure. Yes. Like um, it's they it's physically demanding when they're little and emotionally demanding when they're older. <laughs> so, yes. yes, indeed. But it's good that you had the support system of your husband there to help you through. And honestly, you, you compliment each other. You know, you Definitely. helped him. He helped you. You're each entrepreneurs to, to run your businesses. I, I like to see it that way. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So has there been any other person or um, organization that's really helped to um, influence you as you've been growing through your career and as you've been building this business? 
Oh, so many. I mean, countless. I mean, I my parents have always been inspiring to me. My mom mm-hmm. was a working mom and she's well-educated. She was certainly a leader in her field. She was in the healthcare field and she's somewhat retired now, although continuing to provide support to my dad and my brother in their construction company. And my dad is also somewhat retired, but he built a business and I was, you know, always kind of with them, paying attention, spending a lot of time with them. So I would say that they definitely have been an inspiration for me and very supportive over the years and interested in the business decisions that I've made. But otherwise, I've had great women around me. I've found them and we found each other, other professional women who are either entrepreneurial or leaders in their business to be able to lean on them. Um, And then I've sought out some mentorship over the years through like Dave Ramsey and the Biz Chicks organization have both been really, really strong influencers for me. So in developing my leadership style, which I've found has been really valuable. Very, very cool. So I know when you were talking about how you established and how you became an owner of Port City Signs and Graphics, that, you know, it was a time you had three kids under four, under five years old. How difficult was it for you to juggle family life, getting a business up to up to speed, you know, or getting yourself up to speed with the business that you purchased? Oh, challenging always. I mean, continues to be. I mean, I think it's sometimes people say, do you balance it or do you give up? Do you have to choose the career or or the being the parent or whatever? And I don't think you really have to choose one or the other, but you have to make choices every day. And mm-hmm. I have more mom guilt than can be quantified. But do I think I made good choices along the way as best I could at the time? Yes. But, you know, that's just, I think, part of being a working mom. We always, and and perhaps the nature of being a woman, like we have very high expectations for ourselves and we want to be able to do it all and do it all well. I am glad that I set the example for my children and especially I have two daughters and I would love to see them grow into professional women and, and try to balance parenting if they so desire with a career I had good help along the way. I had good childcare help, nannies who were kind of working with us, you know, through our preschool and that sort of thing. Our parents have been supportive. Um, my husband's parents have been helpful with the children, at, you know, at times when needed. And so I think we've put ourselves in the right community mm-hmm. um, to make it happen. Like they always say, it takes a village. Truly. I mean, good friends at times. I mean, it's just, you know, we've, and a lot of my close friends are professional women. And Mm -hmm. so we lean on each other and someone's picking up your kids from school. You're calling them. You're like, I can't make it. Are you in carpool line? Will you grab my children also? And (laughs) that's a real thing. (laughs) And it happens and it all works out in the end. It does. It does. Yeah. You mentioned that you were a working mom, but that's one of those stereotypes that women sometimes have that sometimes isn't very positive. Some people will look down on working mom because they have, well, they're doing mom hours or they're not really dedicated to the job. You know, there's a lot of connotation when you talk about a working mom, or even sometimes if women are very assertive, um, they can be viewed a certain way as well. How do you approach that kind of a stereotype? 
It's a very real thing. In fact, I had a conversation with my husband, I want to say last week, there was something that happened and I was just like sharing a work story. And he was like, oh, you need to just tell that person this, this, and this. And I said, you could tell that person that, but I can't as a woman, because I will come off as a, Mm -hmm. you can insert your expletive. And so being assertive as a woman, it's a careful thing. I was a little bit late to your podcast, as you know, just because I was trying to put up about a fire or solve an emergency here where a difficult conversation had to be had with a very, very good client. And I do have to, I think about how I'm stepping into those conversations because I think that men can talk to one another in a way and then brush it right off. Whereas if a woman talks to a man the same way initially, unless they already know them well, and that relationship is well established, that things can be taken out of context mm-hmm. um, or not as they were meant to be kind of thing. So I know that that sort of thing is always there, but I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it because I imagine like many professional women, we've just developed that it's part of our subliminal thought process. But as far as like being a working mom and being looked down upon or whatever, you know, I don't ever think about things like that. And I have working moms here who are some of my best employees. And I just know they are going to get it done and get it done right. And probably more efficiently than anyone else, because women can just multitask in a way. I think sometimes that men can't, I mean, they say you can't really multitask. No one can. And I believe that too, but I think we can handle a lot of balls in the air in a different way. I think a lot of men would agree with that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And indeed, in terms of multitasking, it's hard for anyone, I think, to really do it effectively. But I think women have a unique ability to prioritize as well in some cases, because we as women have had to juggle the family life and the career and everything else that goes along with it. So prioritizing things in the workplace might not be as difficult. Right, right. I I agree with that 100%. Now, in terms of like the makeup of your company, you mentioned you have working working moms, you know, you have females. What is the current male-female split? Do you know by any chance off the top of your head? Well, there are about 15 of us and we have... One, two, three, four, five women plus me. So there you go. (laughs) It's not hard to do the math when you're a small company. No, very true. So interestingly enough, I mean, it's more women now, and we're actually getting ready to add yet another. She arrives in two weeks. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. I'm doing lots of hiring. My operations manager, Megan, who is amazing. I remember when we were smaller and just trying to grow, trying to grow. And we had a few misses along the way on hiring the right people for the right seat and all of that. And one day she was like, we're just not going to hire any women. No more women. There's me. There's you. We're both like alphas. It's just not going to work. And I was like, (laughs) oh, Meg, (laughs) we just haven't found the right ones. So and now we we truly have. It's just amazing here. It's a wonderful place to work. So have you had any issues or have you have have you experienced any resistance in stepping into that leadership role? And now you're leading men. You know, I don't, I think it's more about choosing the right people 
I've been, I've worked around men all my life. I would say I'm, I'm a dad's firstborn son. I mean, he, he raised <laughs> me like, I don't know if you can say that these days, but whatever. He raised me right alongside of him kind of learning about his business. And then I spent a lot of time with my grandfather working in his shop and going to the welding shop and working in the hardware store and all these things along the way. I worked in TV news. I carried a camera on my shoulder when they were really big and the whole camera crew was men. And then there was me. And so I just have always kind of worked around Mm -hmm. men. And so I'm almost more comfortable with that. No, I think you have to choose the right people regardless. Mm -hmm. I think um, difficult personalities can interact in a negative way, no matter if you're a man or a woman. So yeah, it's finding the right person that fits your company culture. Yes. Because that's, that's everything. That's hard. That's everything. I mean, you just yeah. said it. Company culture is is everything. And it took me a long time to learn that. And now we're extremely protective of it. Um, mm. So, I mean, I'm a strong personality in a sense. Like I'm a softy inside, but I'm pretty firm and I'm a get it done person. And I always tell my, when I'm hiring people, I'm pretty honest. And I just say like, I'm direct in the sense that I'm going to tell you exactly what I mean. And I'm going to ask you questions to gather facts because I was a journalist first and they're never meant to hurt anyone's feelings. And so don't read into what I say, just listen. And if you have questions, you can ask me anything. And I just try to tell people that when we go through the hiring process and it works pretty well most of the time we have a few misses yeah it's difficult I think that's probably one of the hardest things that I've even dealt with just hiring for to make sure yes you need the skills a lot of people have the skills but to make sure it's going to be a good match for the culture and that there's a real it's you know to make sure that they're going to fit within the team Absolutely. You, it sounds like you work here. I mean, you're like speaking <laughs> our language. I mean, we've changed our hiring process along the way to lengthen mm-hmm. it out so that people can spend time with us and we can spend time with them, like in a working environment to make sure just what you say, yeah. like that you fit within the team. We even call ourselves the team. So, yeah. You said you had a lot of mentors in terms of helping to develop your leadership skills. So David Ramsey, um, the biz chicks, is that the best way for women that you think to develop leadership skills? Are there other ways to go about that? I mean, for me, it has definitely been valuable. I really feel like mentoring is, or finding a good mentor is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a good friend of mine who also owns a couple of businesses and we talk business all the time. And early on, she kept saying, get a mentor, get a mentor, get a mentor. And I think what held me back now, I'm able to look back and see was even the confidence to say, like, I can be the leader of this organization and know that I need help. It's okay to say, I don't know how to do it all exactly right. Or I don't know what I don't know. And it took me a little while to get to that point, I think. And then I think desperation, where I was like, this is too hard. I need someone to help me figure it out. I truly believe in it. And business books are really great too. I mean, that mm-hmm. was a good place to start for, for me and this friend of mine, Stephanie, Stephanie Lanier, who people in Wilmington would know. She started this little tiny business book club and it kind of grew, but we kept it small. But I learned so much just through getting together with other entrepreneurs and reading books on 
leadership and marketing and all these things that we all are curious about. Why is it that you think that women find it hard to ask for help? I think, I don't know, but I think part of it is probably that we're so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we got together here. I got my team of ladies together out front this morning for a picture in honor of International Women's Day. And they are beautiful ladies and so smart and good at what they do. And we're, we're all different body types and all Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're standing out there and we're a pretty diverse group around and take this great photo. One of my guys took the photo and he's like, y'all look so good, you know? And then he moved in. I said, get one that's really close so we can see the faces. And two of them like ducked out. They were like, no, 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 no. That's too close. And I said, come on, y'all are so self-critical. We are beautiful, powerful, smart women. You Mm -hmm. know, let's, you know, support one another. But, and they support each other. But I just think women are hard on themselves. We all are. I am, all my friends are. We just hold ourselves to a high level. And that makes it maybe hard to say, like, we're not good enough in every category enough to, like, ask for help. I don't know if that's the right mm-hmm. answer. Because... It's an answer. I mean, could that be also why a lot of women feel like imposters? you know, imposter syndrome is a lot of, a lot of women suffer from. For sure. It's almost like the opposite of it, you know, like, I mean, it's like the two things are sort of counterintuitive. I totally believe in imposter syndrome and I definitely have it for sure. I think we all do to a certain extent, depending on where we are, but it's difficult when you expect, you know, great things from yourself to think that you're good enough. And to not be like embarrassed to ask for help. Like you have to get good enough or be the best on your own. You know, it just has to all be intrinsic. That's Mm -hmm. asking a lot of a person. It is. It's very complicated. And we all are enough. Let's just say it. We're all enough. (laughs) We're more than enough. We're all so great at so many different things. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times women want to be the best at everything they try. It's like the people who don't want to get out and try to play, say, I play tennis and I've played all my life. And we have this like beginner's tennis program that's so fun. And those ladies are having way more fun than we are on our court. But so many people are afraid. It's called Try Tennis. It's like a nationwide program. And people are afraid to try it because they say, I'm not good enough. I'm like, but they give you a racket. Like these people have never held one before. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be good, but we all want to be good before we start. Yeah. And it's, it's something I think that I've even struggled with for a very long time. I still remember someone was teaching me how to do, how to ski and he, and you know, it's an, an older gentleman. And he's like, I don't think I've ever seen you do something that you're not good at. And he's like, it's interesting to see how you react to not being good. Yeah, I can't ski to save my life. I'm absolutely horrible at it. I will completely admit that. And I was just really happy to get off the mountain at that point because it was just not going the way I wanted it to go. You know, it just needed to work. It's very, very weird. I can totally identify with that. I do love to ski, but I learned as an adult because my husband, he grew up skiing and he's just amazing. And still to this day, we've been skiing together now for almost 30 years. And I'll say like, 
oh, show me this. You know, I just want to get a little bit better. And he's like, would you just accept that you are a good skier now? And that is good enough. And let's mm-hmm. just enjoy ourselves going down the mountain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when you're always skiing with the guy who's like the best one on the mountain, you're just always wanting to get better. Yeah. So. You're skiing with the four diamond skier, you know? Yeah. Of yeah. course you want to be able to ski just like them. Female, male, doesn't matter. Four diamond skier, right. you know? Right. And I will well, never, the, I, read something the other day that said everyone should do something in their life or in the year or something that they know they're not good at or they've never tried before because it's just character building Mm -hmm. and but I'm like you I think I try to set myself up for success and don't try the things that I don't know that I might be good at (laughs) yeah exactly who knows might not be the next might not be good at you might that might be your next favorite activity to do once you try it right right it's okay to be in the beginner class. You mentioned earlier that within your company, you want to support women and support all the ladies that you have in your company. How should women support other women in their organizations? And, and what are ways that we can help to promote inclusion as well? Just being compassionate. I mm-hmm. think we all could use some compassion and just recognizing that we each have different strengths and to be willing also to admit what our weaknesses are and share that, you know, and ask for help. I think it's, I find myself trying now. I mean, I'm 51, so it took me a long time to learn some of this stuff, but going to my, some of my least experience in terms of their time here um, Mm -hmm. at Fort City Science and asking you know, how would you do this? You know, I'm not good at this. And it builds their confidence to me, for me as their leader to admit my weaknesses. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that that helps. But I think compassion above all, because we're just all in this world together. And it sounds cliche, but if we can pull together and support one another, I think we all get farther. I agree. Uh, And if we give everyone the benefit of the doubt or grace, just to, to not be as hard on each other either. Yes, absolutely. We hear our, as I told you, like we call ourselves the team, we're really big at recognizing that everything that leaves the building is a reflection of the team. Mm -hmm. So we spend a lot of time breaking the things down when they don't go well but not placing blame. So we don't place blame. If we blame anything, we blame the process that we either didn't teach someone or we didn't properly develop or we didn't develop it the right way. You know, or, or I guess that's sort of what I just said. But I think that that is our thing here is just, while we do have this sort of like employee of the quarter program where we recognize each other, but we recognize when mistakes happen, it's not one person's fault. Mm-hmm. And that, it's a breakdown of our teamwork. So I guess in conclusion, I wanted to ask, it's something that I do ask a lot of the women I've been talking to is knowing what you know now, you've obviously been in the industry for a good amount of time. What advice would you give to yourself when you were you know, just entering into the printing industry? That really it is all about the people the people you surround yourself with in terms of 
inside your building and the clients that you choose to do business with. And I don't know even if I told my younger self that, if I would have known how to to pull it off, because I think someone who had knowledge when I first got into business said, hey, the best book that you can read is The E-Myth. You need to work on your business and not in it all the time. And I totally, I read it and I understood it, but it was hard to pull that off. It takes some time. And I think back to your word of grace, like you have to give yourself some grace along the way. I probably didn't give myself enough grace in the early years, but now I really recognize it is all about the people, the people you surround yourself with. That's what helps make your business successful. Can make or break you. Absolutely. Because if they're not pulling together as part of the team, then how does that work? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to choose people that can deal with difficult situations outside the business and Mm -hmm. can help you build that clientele and maintain those client relationships in the right way too, so that you have good clients out there that, that you're dealing with as well. But it's all about relationships. I mean, that's the the thing about any business, I think. But um, I mean, I love the printing business because there's something for everyone in it. But it's interesting the farther along I've gotten, because now I'm not, you know, designing signs all the time. And I'm not running the printers myself anymore and all of that. I'm just really recognizing that it's the people and this if I can build these people up, it's really it gives value back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the longer we can keep them here and keep them happy and they can provide for their families and do the things that they like to do, that's where I get the reward in it. Awesome. Well, Sabrina, it was a pleasure talking with you today. So thank, thank you for spending you. some time with me today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. All right. Thanks again.